You know, there's a, there's a, there's a something. I'm going to already not be able to talk, y'all. There's a something. Uh-oh is right. There's a something happening in the spiritual realm these days. We had Megasports camp. Y'all, it was the best week ever. It, we were absolutely exhausted. My ankle is still swollen. But, but it was over the top. God met us every day. God met those kids every day. But what was so interesting is we were all, I mean, we looked like, and we come back for service Wednesday night, and uh, Lord, help us today, because you know the schedule we're on. And we were supposed to end, like, seriously, we were supposed to end 40 minutes early on Wednesday night, because everybody was at Mega Sports all day, and we had Mega Sports again, and Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up. He showed up so much I couldn't feel my face again, and I was making up words. That shocked me. And MIT comes out to help because we're supposed to be done. And they come out, and we are on the floor. Don, we were laughing so hard, and we were crying. And we left later Wednesday night than we did any other Wednesday for months. And why am I telling you all this? Because God did something supernatural. I was more tired Wednesday at noon than I was Friday when sports camp was over. And that all has to do with the presence of the Lord. And it's a very similar, unique presence today that was there Wednesday. And so I want to encourage you, just cross over. Get rid of the bad attitude, get rid of the tired, get rid of the, I've got to go be somewhere, I've got to be on an airplane, but I am not leaving until I meet with Jesus, right? I'm not leaving until I encounter Jesus in the way that he desires me to encounter him today. So guys, we might get in a little later than we anticipated. We might miss our flight. Woohoo! Yeah. So I got ministered to this week, and I had a different message prepared on the Holy Spirit, which will probably come next week. Um, but one of the lessons, you know, Michael, on day three, can you remember what the B was for? Brave. I am brave. Does anyone always feel brave in here? What's the opposite of brave? Fearful. You know, at any point in any of our lives, on any given day of the week, any and all of us probably face some kind of what? Fear. Fear. And we carry that inside. None of us are perfect. Maybe walking around with some insecurities. Maybe some self-doubt. Maybe someone's told you you'll never be enough. Maybe someone's told you that your voice doesn't matter. And so you see something and you just want to be a part. And, but you know if you say something, you'll just get shut down. Maybe you're afraid that someone's going to laugh at you. Maybe you're afraid that you won't be good at it. I mean, come on. You know, think about all those different insecurities. You know, I love my kids. They'll, they'll tell me, but mom, you're always so brave. I'm like, no, I just know how to put on a face. 
Mom, you're never scared. You'll do anything. Mm, I'm always scared, but I will do anything. And that's the lesson of being brave in Christ. And so Joshua 1 verse 8 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. And so really that, that marinated with me all week long. Be brave. I am brave. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And you know, so often people sit and say things like, this is just how I am. It's just what I'm going through. I can't give it up. Oh my gosh, yes you can. I, um, you know, love health and fitness. I know y'all... Yeah, I just love my health and fitness stories. And so my, um, and I'm dairy-free, but man, you know what I liked in my coffee? Two tablespoons of half and half. I got one with the first cup and one with the second cup, and I loved my half and half. And I was like, it works for me. I don't have to give it up. And then once a day, I would have stevia with my coffee. And it was just one. And it was good. And then my body went crazy. And I had to do a detox. And they told me I could only have black coffee. Do you think that I was mad? I thought, I do not want to do this. And then the Lord, yeah, the Lord began to check my heart. And he says, I thought, I thought you were willing to do anything for your health. I thought you were willing to do anything that I asked you do, to do so that your body would be strong enough to sustain you for the work of the ministry I've got before you. But I don't want them to mess with my half and half. It's only two tablespoons. It's only one little pack of stevia a day. Surely that's not that bad for my body. Surely just two. Can I have one tablespoon? How many of you been there, right? Don't touch my coffee. Don't touch my sleep. Don't touch my fill in the blank, right? Y'all, it was like the death of me. Ask the staff. It was hard, but you can do hard things. And Christ was with me every day. And you think, you say, Pastor, that, you're talking about your coffee in half and half. That is not spiritual. Yes, it is. How we live our day-to-day life is how we choose to live our life unto the Lord. And so he's stripping away the excess in my life. He's stripping away the excess and the things that aren't necessary, the things that aren't benefiting me, right? So that I can walk in wholeness in him. So that I can be willing to lay things down for the sake of the gospel. And I'm now two months later, and they said, well, you can add your half and half back. You can add your stevia back, and guess what? I don't need it anymore. I don't need it anymore. But if I wasn't willing to step up to the plate, I would have never known that. 
So what's God asking you in your day-to-day life, right? Maybe it's giving up fried chicken, but maybe it's it's not talking ugly to yourself. How many of you, how many people, how many Christians say things like, I'm so stupid, right? I'll never be good enough. That stupid jerk. I hate when they come this. Y'all are laughing. Nobody else, everyone's like, I am too spiritual for that. They, they know I know, so they're not afraid to laugh. <laughs> are y'all following me today? But when God starts to convict, when he starts to put his thumb on something, how many of you know he will get your attention one way or the other? One way or the other. So, hey, let me and my tablespoons of half and half be your wake-up call today that he's asking you, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me enough to get up out of your seat, your place of comfort, your place of safety, place of security, and walk with me? You know, I'll never forget the first time I ever preached. Y'all, I did did not want to preach that day. I was mortified. I was scared. I had been, there was this big heated discussion amongst all my peers that women could not preach. Right? I'm on the mission field with my best friend who happens to be a guy and one of the best preachers I knew. My spiritual dad was there, right? I did not want to preach. Thank God they gave me 30-second notice. Hey, I'd like to welcome Heather. She's going to share a word with you. Do y'all think I was scared? I was shaking in my boots. But you and I can do hard things. So I want to ask my friends to come up. I've got a little... um, visual for you to help this out. Are y'all doing okay this morning? It's okay to have a little bit of fun in church. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We only have so much and when the measure gets too high, we'll stop. Just a little. Poor George is struggling with his mic. Can y'all see this? Those behind me? No. So we're going to come right here. Can y'all see me over there? Y'all can all see me? Okay. So this sucker right here is you and me, all right? I'm giving media a hard time. Nick's like, I don't know where to put the camera. This is us. And then when doubt comes in, maybe someone talks and says something negative about us. Beep. Maybe fear. Maybe we don't think we're good enough. Maybe we just don't want to. A little bit of rebellion. No one's like that in here. Maybe you think you're good enough on your own. Maybe, give me some others. What stops us from being brave? Troubles, life. Yeah, life happens. Carol said doubt. Doubt. 
What if I don't have enough faith? I hear that one so much. Come on, give me some more. Pain. Yep. Some more. Distractions. Yep. Say it again. Criticism. Ooh, that's a good one. Pour some water in for that. Bad, bad news. Rejection. I've never been rejected this, this morning. What else? Illness. Oh, that's a big one. What else might stop us from being brave? Anxiety. Depression. Maybe someone walks away. We're let down, feeling abandoned. And there goes all the water. Carol, can you close it up? So this morning, we're not debating on whether anybody has any of these. I think it's a guarantee, right? Raise your hand if that's you. At any time in your life, this has been you. This can be us at any given day. So, Miss Carol, you're going to hold it. But as Christians, y'all, this is so fun. As believers, right, we have this confident hope in who? In Jesus. And he doesn't say that there will be no trials. He says, when they come, when they come, put your hope in me. Trust in the Lord. Scripture tells us that man may plan his steps, but the Lord directs his paths. He already knows what you're going through. He already knows that chronic illness. He already knows all the the abuse. I'm speaking to somebody today that hindered you and stopped you from moving forward. He already knows the pride. He already knows the fear. He already knows the shame that's in there. He doesn't say that you won't have it. Every one of us has something. Carol actually is fearful right now. She does not like being called up here. But she's being very brave. But with Christ, when we allow Christ in the room, When we allow Christ into the situation, everything changes. Everything changes. The first time I did that, I jumped up and down screaming like a little kid. I did it! I did it! I'll never forget being in labor for Zoe. I was prepared to push that girl out naturally, and they said... You're going in for a C-section, and if we don't go, she's not going to live. And I was so angry. I wasn't angry at God. I was angry at my unborn child. Because my body can do it. What's wrong with you? You won't make it. How ugly is that? And so my doctor said, you ready? And I said, get out of the room. Zach looked at me, and I grabbed his hand, and I said, we have to pray. Something's wrong with me. I need Jesus in this place. I need the love of Christ for my daughter. I can't give birth angry at her. And so we began to pray. My situation didn't change. She was still getting suffocated by that umbilical cord. But what changed was I wasn't relying on my body 
and my ability to make something happen. But all of a sudden, once again, relying on Jesus Christ. Relying on the one who knows the beginning from the end. Now what happens when we say, Jesus, it's easier my way. I just don't want to. It's coming out the other end too, Carol. It gets a little messy. It gets a little ugly. The water becomes muddy. And all of a sudden, we take control. Everything changes. Thank you. Wasn't that fun? That's like my favorite new visual. It was awesome. And so I want to encourage us all today with this. The Lord really won't get off my back about it. That whatever it is that you're facing, he is enough for you. That his grace is sufficient. Our situations most of the time do not change. He causes us to walk through the valley. He causes us to hike up that mountain to get to the other side. But if we'll just hold on to Jesus, if we'll just push through, breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough for you and I is coming. Let's take a look at Philippians chapter 3. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. There's that rejoice, Pastor B. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it's safe. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. Y'all, all that stuff that filled that bag is coming. It has come. It's there. He just says, beware. Watch out for it. Be on the alert. Don't let it take a hold of you. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, have no confidence in the flesh. Y'all, I love the fact that I can just do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, just do, you want it physically done? I'll just do it. You want me to hire? I'll just do it myself. You need, I'll just figure it out. But you know what I learned a long time ago? I can't do none of that. I do know how to speak English. I'm just trying to get your attention. I can't do none of that without Jesus. Right? You want to know how I know? Because I'll be the one that all of a sudden doing it, I'll be the one that like can lift the 1,000-pound log, not really, like 200, and I'll be the one that flips over it and breaks her arm or has a tooth pop out. I'm serious, and not because I'm clumsy or whatever, but that the Lord will get a whole, he will physically and, and like uh, mutilate me to where I cannot do something if I'm doing it in my own flesh. Ask me how I know these things. Quite mortifying. It will happen time and time again. But in Christ, in Christ, when we begin to realize that there's no confidence in us, it's Christ giving us the ability, Christ giving us the strength, Christ giving us the talent, Christ giving us the faith to be brave. 
I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, Paul says, I have more. Because I was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is the law. He was blameless. But what things were gained to me, these things I've counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, whom I've suffered the loss of all things. I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but he says, I press on that I may lay a hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself as being apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God is calling his church forward. We are in an unprecedented season in the kingdom of God. There are things shifting. There are things beginning to happen. And he's asking, will you go with me? Will you walk in victory with me? You know, there are so many things that have happened in life, many accomplishments and many failures to get all of us where we are today. Life has happened, and I know for many of us, life has been hard or is hard in this season. But he's asking, will you, will you conform with me in my death and be resurrected? Resurrected. For some this morning, you have dreams that have died and you have buried them and just gotten the eeyore of life happening. Woe is me. This is my lot. Wrong. Wrong. For some of us, it's just fear. Fear to face the pain. Fear to face the rejection. Fear of the unknown. But Paul says, I press on. I forget all of those things. All of them. You know what some of the hardest things to forget is? Our accomplishments. Our accomplishments. You know, I'll never forget when Zach and I received our doctorates. And I remember feeling so on top of the world, like I had arrived to a place in this world of knowledge. Y'all, that wasn't the end-all be-all. You know how much I've learned in Christ since then? Right? That was a great victory for us. But it wasn't the end. Even in those things, even all of the education and the training that we've had, I've got to lay that aside to know him. 
To know him in this season, to know him in the pain that I have today, to know him in the fears that I have today, to know him in the dreams that I have today. The dreams for my family, the dreams for this church, the dreams for you and your families. I press on towards the upward call of Christ Jesus. I press on, eyes fixed on Christ, eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, in a training I was in the other day, a couple weeks ago, it was all on having the open mindset or the closed mindset. And you know, there are people, when you start talking about mindsets, you're like, If that's you, I guarantee that there's a closed mindset, right? An open mindset is, is realizing and knowing that there's so much more. More of what? Everything. So much joy to be found. So much pleasure to be experienced, so much more knowledge to grow and to learn in, so much more opportunity for resurrection and regeneration and restoration, so much more to experience and enjoy in life, so much more of Christ to know. You know, oh man, I've been recently re- studying all these different books and topics from years ago and I've been recently taking a look at Jesus Christ one more time seeing and savoring Jesus Christ and remembering that I was a staff minister and I was a full-time Bible college student and reading through that book and all of a sudden realizing I was getting born again again I was having a fresh awakening because I was getting to know Jesus, like really getting to know Jesus. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you're just like, your eyes are opened all of a sudden again, and you're like, how did I not know this? Right? And I'm talking to Pastor Frank, our pastor down in New Orleans about it, and I'm going on and on and on, and he goes, (laughs) and he's just laughing at me. And I'm like, it's not funny, like Jesus and the lion and the lamb, and he's almighty and all-powerful and yet humble and meek, and he's, (laughs) and I'm like, Pastor Frank, it's not funny, like I, I got born again again. He's like, Heather, that's how it's supposed to go. And so he's like, you know what? I'll tell you what. I want you to teach this. We're going to do a new Sunday school. Can you be ready in two weeks to teach this? You're going to teach this book in Sunday school. And so I'm like, everybody's got to know. Yes. And then I'm teaching. I'll never forget. We read from Isaiah. Y'all, I got born again again. I was on the floor crying in Sunday school over Jesus from Isaiah and the prophecy of the the crucifixion yet again. And that season was so precious to me because it really taught me how much more there is of Jesus to know. 
and that on this side of heaven we'll never have arrived. And it feels really good to be able to say that I have a new revelation and God met me and I've learned this. But if all I ever do is talk about my past revelation and I don't get a new one today, and I'm not encountering him fresh, then my mindset's become a closed mindset, even as a believer. Even as a believer, this is just how it is. It's just my lot in life. No, it's not. John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and life abundantly. There is so much more goodness for you and I to experience on this side of heaven. So much more goodness. What the enemy meant for evil in your life, God has meant for our good. Where there is pain, there will be joy. Where there is tears, there will be laughter. Where there is ruin, there will be resurrection. I press on toward the upward call of Christ Jesus. Laying aside everything. Laying aside my reputation. Laying it all down for the sake of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 says this, Do you not know that all of those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain perishable crowns, But you and I, we do it for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats in the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself have become disqualified. And really, you and I are on the race of our lives together, even if you don't want to run. we are. And it's not about us being right. It's about us being accepted in in that day. It's not about us being right in our doctrine and right in our prayer and right in how we speak and all the things that good, good little Christians try to do, right? It's not about any of that. It's about love. It's about the love of Jesus in our heart. It's about the love of Jesus in our heart. Do you know him today? Do you know him in your family today, in your situation that you're walking in? Have you allowed him into the fire with you? Run and discipline yourself that way. When we let him into the fire with us, everything changes. Everything changes. Jesus. You know, I'm gonna, people are going to get irritated with me, and that's totally fine. My husband's not here. You can call him next week. Don't worry, I'm not about to get in trouble. (laughs) When we let him into the fire, everything changes. 
So on a practical, y'all, I'm having fun this morning. I hope you're having fun on a practical. So, you know, I'm in the middle of all these <clears throat> doctor's appointments and functional medicine appointments and mindset appointments and all this stuff, right? And at the end of the day, not that I want to put my health out there on the live stream, but at the end of the day, all the things that have caused my thyroid, my adrenal glands, the anemia, the uh, inflammation, all the things that are making everything in my body haywire to where like, and y'all think, oh, well, that's like no big deal. Um, but so much so that like, so say I could row a 50 pound weight with ease, had to go down to 20 because I literally couldn't lift something. Like my resting heart rate went up by 10 notches doing the same amount of exercise. So all of a sudden, if I could run to the back where our friend is, now I couldn't. And I was like, <gasps> y'all hear what I'm saying? Like everything became hard in living life, right? And it all boiled down to one thing. Do you know what it was? It wasn't nutrition. It wasn't my workouts, right? It was stress. It was stress that caused, right, um, bad gut health. Stress will change the lining in your gut. I know, you want a science lesson this morning. Who's all my science people in here? Stress will change your gut, right? And from that, inflammation begins to come. My body no longer could absorb the nutrients or the medication. So therefore, my thyroid meds wouldn't work properly. So it's just this horrible cycle. So, do you want, so I did go to counseling last year, right? Y'all all know that. Pastor Zach and I both were there just because I think everyone should go, and especially if you're in ministry, go, right? And so I'm like, but y'all, I worked through it. And they're like... Miss Prosser, you did it. And so I'm like, I'm just going to pray in my mind. I'm just going to pray in tongues. So he is the counselor. And so, and so then I'm like, I got this on my own. Except that the Holy Ghost lives inside, right? And what's the lesson of the day? I am brave. And we always teach and preach that the Lord heals. And the Lord will heal miraculously or he'll heal through another person, i.e. science, both. He'll heal you through medication. It's the same. He provided it, or he'll heal you, right, through someone laying on of hands. And so here I am going through all these appointments. I know this is where you're all going to kill me. You're like, I just want you to speak faith. I am speaking faith. This is practical. And they say, Miss Prosser, you need to listen. You need to learn to relax. Your adrenal glands are not going to come in alignment until you learn how to deal with anxiety and stress. And I'm like, I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to set my timer and I'm going to pray in tongue more each day. How many of you have done that? I'm going to be a more spiritual. All right. If I'm just more spiritual, I got it. And you know what? Multiple of them all told me, and the doctor, the functional medicine doctor over this whole place sends me a message and says, you would need to rewire your brain and get over the stress, lady. And has me listening to these binaural beats. And it's just learning how to relax. And the more that I listen to them, the more I realize how God was using them to speak to me. Are you listening to me today? And I tell those stories, they're mortifying. I don't want anybody to know my business. 
But I'm telling those stories today because the Holy Ghost won't leave me alone about it. Because there's somebody sitting here today that's going through life and trying to have a super spiritual answer just like I was. I'm just going to pray in tongues longer and he'll fix it. The problem is, is I wasn't choosing to face my battle. God wants us to walk through to the other side. Just like that pencil had to get shoved through to the other side. He wants you and I to walk through those difficult circumstances. Walk through those scary moments with him to get to the other side. Because that journey, that process in getting us there is what draws us closer. Is what lets us get to know him a little bit more and builds our character and our faith. Isn't that good stuff? Pastor Grace, y'all can come on up. Our last scripture is Hebrews 12, 2, and it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame as he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, we look to Jesus. He is the author. He began the work in you and I, and he's faithful to complete it. And so we look to him who he knew he was going to die on the cross. He sweated blood. He had so much anxiety about it. I wonder if he had binaural beats going off in the nature somewhere. Because he, y'all, he probably did, to be quite honest. Nature sings. But for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And so y'all know what I do every time I turn on those binaural beats in my car or sitting outside on my back deck. And I feel all of a sudden I feel the, the peace and everything shift in me. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, I hear you. I see you at work in me. And I begin to rejoice because I understand that he's producing something in me on the other side. And just as Jesus was able to, to endure the cross knowing what it would provide for us in Christ, we can look forward today knowing that as we trust Christ in the middle of our trial, that as we trust him to be brave, he's producing something good on the other side. That's the good news. That no matter what it is we're facing, there's good news. There's abundance on the other side when we trust in Jesus. Amen. So why don't you stand with me today? And we're going to end with this. We already established that every single one of us have baggage. Every single one of us is going through something. Whether it's a new season, a new city, a new state. We've got our, our new friends here that just moved here. New seasons of life, new homes being purchased. All the new things happening. So this, this is for all of us today. As we worship, the Lord would ask you this. Do you trust me? Are you willing to say yes to me today?
and walk through. Walk straight through, not skirting around, not crawfishing, right? Not trying to dive underneath, but hitting it head on, knowing that my plans for you are a future and a hope. Do you trust me? And if you're willing to say yes this morning, as Pastor Grace leads us in worship, I just want you, the altars are open. I want you to come down. I want you to get with Jesus. I want you to get with Jesus. And I want you to let him speak his love and his mercy over your life and your situation. That there is a way. There is a hope for you. For you to get to the other side. You are able to. You are capable and you are enough in Christ Jesus.